Hi, this is Dave Denton of Dave's Voice Works and Radio Guy Reflections and TurnbuckleTrash.net. Two great podcasts, one about professional wrestling and one about radio. And it's all on Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, here's a great way to make a podcast. Use Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast because, hey, it's free. And they give all the creation tools that allow you to record and edit any podcast you'd like to do right from your computer. Use Anchor. Anchor, the best way to podcast and the best way to listen to Turnbuckle Trash or Radio Guy Reflections. This is Radio Guy Reflections. 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 Open your ears real wide and say, Give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. Here is a complete disc jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. So, you guys hear anything good on the radio lately? On November the 2nd, 1920, the first radio station, KDKA of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, signed on the air. Over the years, radio has changed from radio dramas and live performances to the age of the disc jockey. From the man many believe popularized the term rock and roll, Alan Freed, and legendary radio personalities like Wolfman Jack, Dick Clark, Charlie Tuna, Don Imus, and the men who made talk radio what it is today, Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, Sean Hannity, and Glenn Beck. Hi, I'm Dave Denton. I'm a radio guy, and even went by that name on the air in Missouri. I'm a radio veteran who started spinning records in 1974 and have seen the industry change from 45s to LPs, carded music, CDs, and now music on hard drives. In this podcast, We'll take a look back, not only at my career, but other men and women who have worked in radio entertaining you. This is Radio Guy Reflections. Hi everyone, this is Dave Denton, and this is Radio Guy Reflections, brought to you by DaysVoiceWorks.com. When you spell works, it's W-O-R-X. Let Day's Voice work for you. On-air work, also consultations, and Maybe air checks for some of your talent, too. So check us out at daysvoiceworks.com. You have some of my production there and also some of my air work and pictures from some of my career on daysvoiceworks.com. That's W-O-R-X.com. Past guest on Radio Guy Reflections includes Scott Gerard, the play-by-play voice of Utah State football and basketball, Jeff Katz, a talk show host in Richmond, Virginia, and the host of a nationally syndicated a show called The Daily Beetle Break Day Marino. We've also had on our show Art Rascone, who recently retired as a TV news anchor in Houston, Texas, and his career took him to the CBS Evening News, ABC News, and more. Now, today our guest is a man named Phil Moon. Now, he is the morning host at Arrow 107.1 in Idaho Falls, Idaho. 
And despite us never really meeting, we have several mutual friends in the broadcast industry, including Eric Colley, who was a guest on our show early in the uh, the podcast. Also, Marv Hepworth, who we both worked with. So we welcome to Radio Guy Reflections. This is Phil Moon. Hi, Phil. You know, I am living the American dream, as always. You know, you do a, mor- you do a morning show. What time is it? Two o'clock in the afternoon when we're doing this. And I've got my feet up and sweatpants on and just scanning, seeing what I can do for tomorrow. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a life of leisure. Like I said in the introduction, we've never officially met. At least we can't remember doing that. It's been so many years ago. But we have a mutual friend named Eric Colley. Eric was working for me at KRXK in Rexburg, Idaho, and you guys were friends. And I guess he kind of gave you a step up to get into the business. Let's talk about our mutual friend and a great guy, Eric Colley. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Eric, Eric, uh, Mr. Colley and I both debated at uh, South Fremont High School in scenic and historic St. Anthony, Idaho, USA. And and that's how I kind of got to know Eric. He had a different debate partner than I did. And then later he transferred to a different school, a little south of us. And, and then we debate against each other, you know. And so that's how Eric and I kind of became acquainted. And that's, uh, that's the guy that really got me interested in this business, too. And I lived in St. Anthony for a short time. I always loved that little park that was right along the Snake River. There was just a little park that I used to grab lunch and just go by the park and watch the Snake River go by. But uh, you, you and you and Eric uh, were going to South Fremont High School together for a while, and then I think yeah. Eric moved into um, into Rexburg and actually started working with me at KRXK. And that was about the time that you and he started doing some stuff together. But I had already moved on. So let's talk about right. how how Eric uh, helped influence you into maybe getting into this business. You know, I, I don't know what kind of triggered it. I think maybe he and I were in debate class or something mm-hmm. like that, talking about radio, my interest. You know, Eric actually facilitated, you know, me getting into this 40-plus-year-long career now and um, by getting me into KRXK and meeting and showing me how to do an air check and so on and so forth. And my interest actually began when I was very young, like five, six years old, uh, back in St. Anthony. And uh, we had a little electronic shop down there called Tito's, you know, Tito's TV and repair. I think oh, it's I still trying yeah. remember that you're trying to repair TVs and stuff. And one year for Christmas, I wanted something very exotic, you know, uh, back in the day when a battery powered ride on vehicle was a big thing, you know, <laughs> and never mm-hmm. seen before. And anyway, I, I got that for Christmas and it was kind of, it, it didn't work out too well. Mom returned it and bought me, took her money and walked down to Tito's and bought well at the time was a tiny little transistor AM radio uh-huh. and with remember those old plastic headphones single mono headphones oh yeah know, put in here and listen to the radio and some quality stuff I'll tell you and that kind of set me off and into just enjoying what I thought was and still think of to this day even you'll see you know you see the back side of it and you see the business side of it at large and and small levels both, and um, that just kind of interested me in it. And I was always—I was that kid that would call, you know, hey, can you play X? Oh. Ten minutes later, you haven't played. I call back again. Uh-huh. I was the first kid. I was the first kid on the phone. Want you know what I mean? And those schools were closed, and uh-huh. and and all that kind of stuff. And so it's just something I had always interest in. And then Eric and I are talking in debate class one day, and he's talking about radio and. 
you know, I went down um, fall day, you know, probably would have been about my sophomore year in high school and just kind of got enamored, you know, and for those who are from Rexburg, you can appreciate what, you know, a single thousand watt stick AM radio, just a standalone little operation in the span of two or the two or three traders. I forget. Uh-huh. Seems like they may have expanded and added a third manufactured home somewhere along the line. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But yeah, I went in, in with Eric and he gave me a cool tour and I, and, and that's when I said, I need to do this. How do I do it? And remember the little tiny little production studio there. And we, we, we dummied up a little air check and he helped me put it together and we submitted it and lo and behold, I'm, I'm working like Saturday nights, the next thing I oh, know. Cool. And, and so it's just something I, I, I'd always been enamored with the magic of it. Be, be, the, the, I don't want to sound too technical or too heady with it. You know what I mean? But yeah. just the, the, the theater of the mind, what's this guy look like? What are these, what do these bands look like? Man, this is just so cool. That makes any sense at all. Oh yeah, I always say I have the perfect face for radio myself. Uh, you know, oh boy, me and you both. Me yeah, and you both. I tell you. They always right say on. you don't look nothing like you sound on the radio. But you know, right you, were ta- you were talking about uh, the trailers where the studios were, and right. you, you probably have heard this, but those trailers were there given uh, to KRXK uh, because of the Teton Dam flood in 1976. When right, right. yeah, when the uh, the radio station was destroyed, which was in downtown uh, Rexburg, when the Teton Dam disaster happened in June of '76, uh, and yeah, I was I was out there for several years, and they had uh, I think three that were hooked up to studios, and then one that was owned by one of the owners that wasn't being used there for a while. But it was a nice little setup that the government set them up at, and had a beautiful view of the Teton Mountains, the Grand Tetons. Uh, that I, I looked at quite often when I was doing night shows there. But, uh, Philip, you started off on Saturday nights, and this is a business that I tell a lot of people that once you do it, it gets in your blood. And right, right. you talk to people, and even though it doesn't pay well, it's something that you always want to do, isn't it? Exactly. It's something that you always want to do, you know, and a, a lot of fond memories from you know, hanging out in those little trailers back in Rexburg, you know, and uh, Marv Hepworth having to crawl underneath it, you know, to pull dead animals up or something, <laughs> you know, and, you know, that kind of thing that got ugly that that really never went away, yeah. you know, even in the final days of being there, you know, that, 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 that really never went away. But it is, it's something that kind of gets in your blood. And it is something that is just always there, you know, and throughout my career in it, it's just, it's just always been a, a part of my life, you know, and and rather than listen to an audio book when we take a trip down to Anaheim, you don't know, take the kids down to Disney. We like driving, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, you know, taking the two hour flight. We're gluttons for punishment with two teenage <laughs> kids. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so it's just always scanning around radio and I just mental notebook. Remember this. Remember that. Remember this. Remember that, you know, and because you're trying to, to see how other people approach oh, sure. in and out of the songs mm-hmm. or how they're going to set up a commercial or right. maybe set up a bit. And uh, yeah, when my wife and I got married, I, I would do the same thing. And I did that, you know, before we got married, I would travel and I would, I would just be turning up the radio when I would hear the, the song in. So I could see what the announcer, the DJ was doing and not necessarily to compare myself to him, but maybe 
get those creative juices flowing and say, hey, you know, right. that, that was good or maybe that wasn't so good. And I'm glad to hear somebody else did that, too, because I feel a little yeah. weird. <laughs> no, no, you don't, don't have to feel weird, you know, and even wandering around the yard. I, you know, I still go back to some of the um, idols, people that I respected, you know, quite a bit. I, idols is probably the wrong word, but people that I just held in, in the shelf of honor mm-hmm. as far as guys were. And every time I had a chance or an opportunity to listen to them, now it's still easy. You know, we still got shot Scott Shannon, you know, at WCBS yeah. in New York and listening to Scott and always appreciated what he did. And, and, you know, even back in the days, I remember listening to, you know, on, on AM 640 KFI up here when I was a sophomore and this was part of it, you know, even after I got in, I, always listen to the afternoon drive with Benny Martinez on, mm-hmm. you know, on 640 KF, KFI, you know, and listen to him talk about traffic and, you know, and, and that's in and Los Angeles big, and you're in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 50,000 watts, you know, in the damn thing, stick, yeah. you're going to hit it here. You're going to yeah. hit it here. Yeah. And that was just something that I always looked forward to. And, you know, growing up in the seventies at night, it was KOMA and, you know, whoever you could listen to yeah. and, and I just always thought, you know, something I want to do, which is something I want to do. And, you know, even at night, if I'm driving at night, it's kind of hard to find an AM radio in a car. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. but anymore, we can talk about that later, well, what the FCC is doing. But um, it just even driving cross country at night, I go to AM, mm-hmm. you know, and just scan and look for some distant station and listen to the static and you know my rose-colored glasses never came off of my childhood and it's, and it's just something magical you know driving cross country you know and you're listening to an am radio and watching a lightning and you know a lightning storm off in the distance and hearing a crackle and losing it when you go under a metal bridge and you know and and not to sound like i'm a cranky old man out feeding pigeons on a park bench you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah but but you know it's just it's just something magical about that and it was just something that was always a part of my life and being brought up in a couple of different family businesses in saint anthony and you know and having roots to drive in vans and my dad was a cheap guy man he was cheap and no ac and just am radio oh, no man. fm for us you know, and so on on laundry routes or delivery routes or something like that, it was just always that same thing. And maybe I'm, you know, looking back, I, I just enjoyed it. It reminds me of, uh, I wouldn't say a better time, but a different time. Yeah, a different time. And that, that you know, things things improve. Some things, you know, kind of slip back a little bit, but uh, technology has really changed our business quite a bit. But uh, before we start talking about some of the things that are going on now, I want to yes, find sir. out just a little bit more about you. You said you started while you were in high school. Mm-hmm. When you graduated from high school, what what was going on with Phil's life then? Well, then, you know, I, you know, I thought I met a girl and was going to get married, and that didn't end up happening. I thought mm-hmm. I was, you know, a little bit too young, and I had I, – I, I was expected to be an attorney, mm-hmm. and that's what the community and my teachers and everybody expected me to do. And, and I just thought, you know, um, I'm just going to hang out and do this radio thing. Yeah. And at that point in time, by graduating in 84 and in turning to the year of 85, I had a little traction, you know, um, I, in about 83, early spring 84, they moved me over to mornings on KRXK and uh-huh. I'd get up early and run down there and do mornings and then tear off to, you know, do high school and, and do that kind of thing. And um, so that's kind of where, as far as education level, 
you know, uh, with the exception of a few little courses here and there kind of ended for me. Right. And I just kind of stuck in that and, and did that at a full-time level until 1995. And I decided, you know, I want to do a little traveling and, and, and things that take a substantially larger market income to be in. Uh-huh. And so I, I left the business and went into selling motorhomes and travel traders and fifth wheels for a while. And when I say I left the business, I left the business at a full-time level. Right. You know, and, and I, my fingers were always in it here and in other markets. And uh, a few years back, um, you know, I, I just kind of been this utility player. I don't know how to describe it. I've done some consulting, uh-huh. you know, for, for some big boys and, and, and. Um, kind of that guy that comes in, launches, gets, you know, not, not, not gets tired of it, but ends up leaving, you know, and, and getting the whole base of a format or the whole base of a station set, yeah. helping to hire people and then, then moving on and doing it all again, mm-hmm. you know, so that was kind of the early years, you know, kind of how that all went. Yeah. So, uh, what other markets did you have your fingers in? I know you're a lot of most of it's been in in Idaho, but uh, yep, let's talk yep, about yep. some of the other markets that you've uh, you've worked in or are done some voice work or something with. Yeah, you know, early early on, you know, after heading down to you know, at the time KUPI, the, the FM was Q ninety nine in Idaho Falls, and the AM was KUPI, it was country. Everybody thought we were completely crazy when we dropped the top forty format and moved it to country from the AM signal in 1987, right. uh, a part of that. But uh, Spokane, done a little work in Spokane for what was the zoo at the time up there. Um, actually did a little bit of contract voice work, and not a lot of people know this, but actually did a couple of character voices for Don Imus back in the day of 66 WNBC. Wow, did a pastor cool. for him. Yeah. Did a pastor for him. Um, knee, knew him slightly. You know, but I kind of had this reputation for great production and different voice work and 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 um, I can't even remember exactly how we got connected other than in mornings, you know, when I was doing mornings at KRXK, I'd flip that satellite dial over, Yeah. you know, because then and then I'd listen to Imus in the morning and the lineup on 66 WNBC at the time was Don Imus would open. He had soupy sales middays. And Stern was just getting into the business right. in a big way in the afternoon. And I come in and listen to Howard a lot, you know, in the afternoon after school when I wasn't doing anything because I could listen. You could scan around and uh, we were an ABC affiliate and um, you could hit the 66 WNBC uh, signal WPIX. They had that was an ABC affiliate. And a station, actually, a corporate station owned by ABC, so I could listen to WPIX a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did a brief stint, some some work for Scott Shannon when he launched um, Pirate Radio in Los Angeles when he'd moved out, uh, when he left the Z100 gig in New York City. And so this is just brief work. Right. Does that make sense? I oh, mean, yeah, it was like, yeah. you know, as I was out drinking martinis with these guys, they wouldn't know me from Adam right now. Right you know, and primarily spent the bulk of my time um, here, believe it or not, single market guy, 40 plus years in Idaho Falls and, and did some consulting work and some voiceover stuff, you know, just elsewhere. Um, and, and I, for reasons, I'll, I'll tell you off microphone, um, I didn't really want to leave 
I didn't really want to leave the market. The, the funny thing about a P2 or a P1 station, but particularly the P1s, when you get a little bit of a reputation and you turn them down once and then twice, you know, <laughs> and uh, those they're done. Yeah. You know, those are, those opportunities are done for the rest of the rest of existence. But I'll tell you, I, I do I regret any of it? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, never would, never would. So um, launched a couple of stations here, helped uh, to launch a station for the Riverbend group, um, helped dial in music, different uh, things like that. Back when it was um, Marathon Media, Chris Devine out of Chicago, uh -huh. launched K-Bear 101 here for him. They'd had the signal, been very successful with it in Salt Lake. And uh -huh. uh, we took basically a 70s granola, not quite going to pop classic hit station, and moved it over to uh, adult rock and uh, kind of an adult progressive rock format. If you've listened to K Bear in Salt Lake, and mm -hmm. and then when I was done with that, I I kind of moved on. And there's a bunch of other stuff in between. It's really boring, <laughs> you know. So that's that that whole that whole diatribe was boring enough. But you know, there's a bunch of uh, and then just little projects, uh -huh. you know, that always kind of kept me. Uh, the RV business, recreational vehicle business, financial was very, very good to me. Oh, good. And so it allowed me the freedom to kind of pick and choose different projects I wanted to be involved in. And and then um, a guy named Dennis Carlson left doing the morning show. They're part of the Breakfast Boys. That's a moniker we came up with um, for Dennis Carlson and John Balgini. And they approached me, do you want a sidekick with John? And I said, yeah, so did that for five or six years, go sell RVs and and during the day and then come home and cut voice work and send it to the different locations I needed to send it to. And yeah. and just, just it's radio, yeah. you know, it's, it's you're always doing something. And because you either A, enjoy it, or B, want to supplement an income, you know, um, in these smaller, you know, sub P3 markets, you know, starter markets, um, not necessarily to keep your head afloat, but because you like to spend money, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got to have that new set of headphones, got to have that. Yeah, new gotta have that, gotta so, have that one, yeah. yeah, exactly. So now, now, Philip, uh, it's getting a little bit personal here because I know have that, at it. Uh, yeah. you've also uh, had some health issues and, uh, yeah. one that, uh, that touches me because I have a very dear friend, also a former business partner, that contracted uh, MS when uh, we right. bought a radio station in mid Missouri, and you told me that you've uh, you've had that uh, that malady yourself. Multiple sclerosis is is very serious, and it does do a lot to your body. and 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 how yeah. did that affect you mentally and physically? If you don't mind getting into that, you know, it's it's why I am in radio full time now. Okay, uh, that's that's the end result, but. Kind of, I want to explain kind of what MS is to you very right. briefly cool. and then tell you about the diagnosis and we'll kind of go into this. So what multiple sclerosis is, is you have a coating around all of your nerves in your body. It's called myelin, like an insulative coating on a headphone cord. Uh -huh. Okay. And for whatever reason, they've got a couple of different theories on this. Um, for whatever reason, the immune system wakes up and decides that that uh, protein that's contained in that myelin doesn't belong in your body and so this myelin is insulative uh surrounding all your nerve endings surrounding your brain it's just what keeps as as you're having communications between different nerves and heading up to the brain keeps them from shorting out mm -hmm. okay just like 
you had a 110 volt cable, no insulation touched another one. It's, it, it's like that at a quite a bit smaller level. And so they have a couple of theories about that. We can take this down a whole rabbit trail. <laughs> but anyway, so that that's the disease. And uh -huh. so what it is, it is a whole spectrum of issues. So mm -hmm. let's say you have a nerve in your left leg shorting out, mm -hmm. you know, that's running up and down your spinal column and it's sending a bad signal in that left leg. You walk with a limp and then it gets better and it goes away. And and up in the brain in the area where mine is, is, is pretty dramatic and the damage is pretty heavy. It kind of mm -hmm. has a tendency to affect cognition, mm -hmm. you know. Um, the body is so busy trying to kill itself that the fatigue is, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just one of those, um, you know, I don't know how to describe this. I didn't go back in my clean living days in the 80s. We can mm -hmm. discuss that if you'd like, but... Mm -hmm. um, going on a 10-day runner with no sleep oh. you know and then finally crashing that that's what certain days can feel like wow. and so it i had um had a really re very blessed to have a very good recreational vehicle sales career intermixed with all this voice work and different things that i was doing and then my wife lacy over the past four or five years had been begging me you've got to stop this you have got to stop this. You're killing yourself. Mm -hmm. And so we'll get to that in a minute. But diagnosis, you know, us radio guys have bad ears to begin with anyway, because yeah. we listen to the music too loud. I went in to have an ear problem checked. That's when they, uh, my ENT guy says, I think you have a tumor on a nerve, not a problem. We'll cut it out. It's an in and out thing. We don't even put you under, no problem. Um, we'll have you hang around uh, the hospital surgical center for a while, cut you loose. We need to have an MRI. Right. So I went and got the MRI. That's when they found it. And then to get the diagnosis officially, there's a thought because they want to be real careful with this um, because it's such a dramatic diagnosis um, that you spend another 30, 45, 60 days going through different tests. So they make absolutely sure. So Lacey's been begging me for five years. You need to stop this. Mm -hmm. Um, after the diagnosis, this is commission only sales, this, um, the stress of that on top of the radio that you're still doing, you, you need, she had been begging me to get out of sales, not the radio side. Uh -huh. And so one day it just happened. And at the time I was doing mornings on a riverbend station, we'd launch one of those little AM translator, 250 watt guys, you stacking up of them. It looks like you have a hundred thousand watt signal kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we had had a tremendous amount of success with it. It was a classic hits that we put on with a little bit of a twist to it. And uh, Mike Nelson had launched it working with Jay Davis, uh, the ops manager over at riverbend now. And, I had approached them and working as a contract employee uh, for Frank Vandersloot, fabulous company. Frank's a good man. Um, hey, I need to do this full time. It's an issue over health insurance. So we'll figure out the money later. And just nothing there. And I had been talking to uh, the Franson Group, Sand Hill Media up here in Idaho Falls, because I knew that a guy named John Balgini you know, who's, yeah. who's been at the station for a while. And a great guy years. too. I worked with him oh, for about a year or two. Yeah. He is a fantastic guy. And we knew that I knew that John wanted to retire. He and I 
uh, still main, maintain contact with each other. My son has a little lawn mowing business mm-hmm. and we're mowing his lawn and doing some landscaping work. And so I reached out to him first. Um, what are your kind of plans? And then it was over to San Diego Media. And at that point in time, with 40 years of combined, primarily some, a lot of on-air work, primarily consulting and dialing stations in, I had a playbook mm-hmm. of this is how we're going to sound, you know. And so I made a presentation and lo and behold, they hired me. Um, and I took over after John retired and he's, he's sleeping in for the first time in 30 years. And, and I, however, am not, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's funny and it, it's every morning I wake up, I have some certain very heavy duty medications I have to take. Uh-huh. And for those to kick in, take about an hour and I'm, I'm rolling around the house. Sometimes I get electrical shocks up and down my legs right. and, like you grabbed onto a, a bare wire. And I think to myself almost every morning, why are you doing this? Right. Why did you do this? And then I get in the studio and the light goes on. Okay, this is why you did it, you know? And so it's uh, just a, just a tremendous business to be a part of. And uh, MS, uh, it, it affects different people in different ways. Uh, like oh, yeah, my, you my, bet. My business partner, Eric, went from a very active uh, man who would do some engineering. I mean, he was hired by radio stations in St. Louis to right. climb 500, 600 foot towers and replace light right. bulbs, you know, and he would do that at our station after about uh, a year and a half, two years, he could barely climb up a ladder, you know? Uh, so his, right. his hit very, very fast and, and physically, and, and like you said, the mental aspect of it too, getting such a, a, a almost a drastic diagnosis had to, mentally affect you very very quickly when you when you hear that word ms it's almost like you're in the word cancer and i'm a cancer Basically, survivor yeah. it really it really does hit you hard and i was going to ask how you and your family dealt with getting such a drastic uh, uh, diagnosis and it, it, i mean opportunity to say something i'm very passionate about okay, you have one sure. of two different choices you have one of two different choices in life right okay you're going to curl up in a ball and you're going to die and you're going to, and this is how our family lives. And it's not YOLO, you know, it's not that YOLO attitude. It's, it's a lot deeper seated than that. Right. Okay. Um, okay. We've got the news. There's some shock. Now, what are we going to do? Right. You know, is the attitude. And so we just get up every morning and put one foot in front of the other, you know, and of course you have the trauma and it's, it's a dramatic thing. We had had our suspicions, my wife, Lacey and I, uh, Lacey and I have been married 20 plus years now. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, and you go through that shock of, you know what I mean? It's kind of a hard feeling to describe. You're like, okay. And you think about the people that you've known over the years with multiple sclerosis, how it's eventually ended up for them. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that, um, you kind of see that end result. And it's very disheartening. It's, mm-hmm. it's a terrible thing to go through. But by the same token, you have that choice to make. And this is a choice we make. We're going to deal with what's right in front of us right. at that very moment in time. Um, we've got a great family. We have this tremendous relationship, you know, kids or I have a daughter, Emma just went to college, Seattle Pacific university lives up on queen, queen Anne up there. And, and my son, Brand is a musical prodigy. And we kind of sat and explained it to everybody and said, okay, things are going to be different. 
you know, and you go and I ignored it for too many years. Uh And like, if I ignore it, it's not going to beat me. Does that make sense? Right. You know? And so I went and did all the work and did all the stuff and same type of thing. Hella skied, you know, did all these ridiculous things. And the long comes 2019 and it all just kind of came to a head and my body made this turn, oh, which with this disease, it will, Right. you know, and you never know when it's going to happen. And it made that turn. And, and so that's why I'm, you know, back in radio full time. But the premise of this is you have a choice to make every morning when you put those feet and I do every day down and I know, is it going to be electrical shock day today? Or am I going to have problems standing because of balance day today? Um, or am I just going to, just put one foot in front of the other, head down the hall, get in the shower, grab my prep and my newspapers and head in the door. And that's it. That That's, that's what we kind of choose to do. Well, that's, that's a great attitude uh, to have when you have a diagnosis like that, uh, right. because you, you know, it, it's life. People go through all kinds of things in their life. And I think that's one of the changes in radio uh, that we have seen over the last 15 to 20 years is how now Radio announcers used to be DJs. Now they're hosts, you right. know, or they're brand right. managers. But it's it. You had that opportunity to relate more to an audience that's maybe going through some of their own uh, situations. Do you do you ever find yourself uh, talking about uh, your medical situation on the air? All the Even time. If, oh, yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, and and I think radio is at this crossroads, and it has been for about the past you know, several years. And I always remember Jim Garshow telling me good radio is somebody having a conversation in the audience is eavesdropping on them. Right. And that's kind of the premise that I've always tried to live by with it, but radio and it happened particularly, particularly local radio um, in the trending and the data that we've noticed and been analyzing over the past few years is that there was a train of thought here I was headed down. It's going to be something so profound and it just derailed on me, you know, but but anyway, kind of the point of what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to make here is, you know, with the disease, it's, it's about relatability and, and I'll always try to coach guys, you know, be relatable, whatever you do. If you have a bad day, don't dwell on it. Don't encourage your listeners to have a bad day, but let them know you're like them, you know, and, and it, it has always been radio for a lot of years has always been, Oh, you were great. If you could hit the post and you know what I mean? And, and yell and do all this other kind of stuff. And now you take a look around at, at what media is doing and what is, is popular take a look at podcasts what you're doing right now right you know what i mean this is two people having a conversation are going to get 10 minutes into my boring life and probably jump out of it which i apologize (laughs) for but um but that's what it is and that is a trigger with people and they want they used to teach us and say i'll make a friend i didn't really want to make a friend Mm -hmm. i wanted to relate to people i wanted to to be relatable to them and and that's the key right now beginning in about 2019 we're seeing that more it's being driven out of spotify it's being driven out of um 
not to say that they're not juggernauts so rest assured they are right and but what radio is going to do and what's going to separate the winners from the losers in this the losers honestly they're going to try to you know they're going to try to compete with spotify and they're going to try to compete with i can't think of a couple of the other streams google pandora different things like that yeah and what's going to separate the men from the boys on this and once again we watch this as the pandemic broke out initially in 2020 um is that in, and if you've ever looked and we've launched a cut launch a couple of stations looking specifically at spotify and pandora data which you can buy mm-hmm. for the right amount of money and you can dial that playlist right down to each and every neighborhood mm-hmm. you know okay i want a 30 i, I want to own a 35 to 45 year old woman in salt lake i can buy that data and dial the station right in to get to her okay and their data is constantly updating and it's artificial intelligence and if you try to go up against those you're going to lose okay you are going to lose that's just how it is you've drugged that google cookie over to spotify they've seen everything you've looked at all day all the facebook posts you've looked at all day they can build a playlist tailored to you that you're not going to leave and so what's going to make local radio about this is that relatability and that localness and and quit opening up the mic and yelling and tell a story you know and well first things first you got to know how to get in getting into a bit is pretty easy getting out of it's hard that is you know i've i've ran i yeah i've ran tape on myself and said why didn't you end it there so you got to kind of be practiced with that and but we watch people get very local because they couldn't go anywhere. And RV sales, by the way, were through the roof. I obviously, I always pick the absolute perfect time to leave a business, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Record sales, <laughs> more money's being made than in the history of the business. Eh, I've had it. I'm going to leave. But the combined with the data we were looking at from, from a Spotify or in a Pandora and what we're seeing in the RV side, it just, it, it all points one direction. And it's a cool thing to see having been in the business. People are coming back to local radio. They are streaming. You know, there's not a lot of radios in the house, not a lot of alarms anymore, but right. people are waking up through Alexa or uh, whatever, their Google Nest or their iHome or whatever. And that's how they're listening to these stations, right. to, to these local stations. And so that's something we've prided ourselves on. That's part of the moon in the morning playbook is let them, let them know you're just, let them know you're a man, you're a guy and, and, and you have issues and you have multiple sclerosis and today was a great day or today was a bad day. Don't dwell on it and don't encourage a listener to have a bad, you know what I'm saying? But just relate to them and those that do it and do it well are going to come through this thing. Uh, it's just a cool trend we're seeing to see and it's all coming back back to roost back in local homegrown radio reflection hi this is dave Denton. let my voice go to work for you it's daysvoiceworks.com spell works w-o-r-x and you can hear samples of my on-air work and also some of the commercials i've done over the years there's pictures from some of my career and more, all at daysvoiceworks.com. Daysvoiceworks.com, spell works, W-O-R-X. Gentlemen, this is a disc jockey. Reflection. Reflection.
And, you know, that relatability, and I'll just uh, kind of tell a couple of quick stories on my own. On my you bet, own side. you bet, you bet. I'd love uh, to hear it. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, doing my morning show on Cool 103.9, there was a guy that would call me every once in a while. And I don't know if we ever met face-to-face, but we were mm-hmm. we were friendly on the phone. And I remember mm-hmm. one morning he called me up just to say, I made my final payment on my house today. And oh, he just man. wanted to tell somebody. And, you know, I felt privileged and, and humbled that he would. That awesome. That's yeah, so awesome. I just, I just about said, you know, wow, you know, it almost brought a tear to my eye because it was something so important to him and he wanted to share it with this this fat you know radio guy that's uh, sitting behind a microphone in Logan Utah <coughs> but he thought enough of of listening to me every morning that he wanted to share it with someone who was friendly to him and and yeah we were we were friends but we were telephone friends and then just recently when I lost my job back in January uh, one of the guys that had been listening to me for 26 years when I was working in the Logan, Utah market, from starting off in country radio, and then when we switched over to an oldies format, then going to a classic hits format, this guy stayed with me. And he got my telephone number, and I don't really, it, you know, I don't know how he did. I'm real, yeah. But he calls me. He calls me every couple of months just to say hi and see how I'm doing and tell me how much he enjoyed oh, what I did on on the radio and you know that means more to me than getting all these accolades from you know people coming up and pat me on the back and you know when i'm doing a remote or saying i was so funny but to have someone come up to you and say you know i enjoyed what you did that really made me feel good and then one other story i've told on the podcast before if you don't mind uh there was a tragedy occurred in mid-missouri that involved some young people that were killed in a car train accident. No alcohol was involved. It was just an accident that occurred. And uh, there were a couple of survivors and a couple that did not survive. And when I'm leaving Missouri, the little town I was in invited me to come to a reception so they could say goodbye. And a lady came up to me. Yeah. A little lady came up to me and just hugged my neck, just hugged me and, and said, thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, well, what? And it was one of it was her son that got killed in this this car train accident. Oh man! And she said, "Thank you for how you handled it." Because I was doing news and I was doing you know how in small town radio you got to do a little bit of everything. So I was the reporter. I was the one that did it on the air. I had to do everything. But then she said, "What was more important to her was on days when she was really didn't know where she was going to turn because the grief was just so 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 incredible." I said something that made her smile. I didn't necessarily make her laugh, but it made her smile. And she said right. that helped her get through the day. To and, this and, day, and, thinking about that, I get teary-eyed. I get uh, at how and how we as as a profession don't realize the kind of influence we can have on somebody just listening in the car. Like you said, you're having a bad day. You're having a bad day. Just don't dwell on it. But right. if you're having a bad day, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, man, this day, I just... I'm struggling today, but I'm going to get through it. You know, there's nothing yeah, wrong. And with laugh that. about it. it. Yeah, and, laughing about and, it. And be self-depreciating about right, it. Right, yeah. And I appreciate you saying that, man. You know, and, and the issue is with it, and and I beat this horse to death, bad acronym, but uh-huh. that's what it is, I guess. It's era I was brought up in. but And we just do affect people's lives. 
and and those that are as we've talked about before if you know if you're having a bad day let folks know you're having a bad day uh, uh make make fun of yourself uh-huh. let them know in a humorous way or a, however you need to do to convey that that that's what's going on people i think people would rather relate to a and this isn't just an issue of business for me uh-huh. you know what i mean this is an issue of we got to do this to win be fake relatable people can sniff that out of oh, yeah. a thousand miles away and the antennas will go up and they'll never listen to you again. But um, that's that's with the advent of, you know, um, next gen um, automation. Uh, I, I track assist. I'll be honest with you. Uh-huh. I live assist. And um, because I'm my own worst, cri- you know, uh, not credit. What's the word? I'm a critic. Yeah. Um, with everything, I'll watch guys and have been around guys will come track four and a half hours in 15 minutes. Look at what I just did. I'm like, you can't, no. you know, um, relate to that listener tracking four and a half hours, five hours and 15 minutes. I don't care how fast you think you are, no, you know, you and and that is what that's what gave the Spotify's of the world an opening and that's what gave the pandoras of the world an opening or Mm -hmm. google music or apple music this opening Mm -hmm. and to get in oh you're gonna you're not gonna do any content you're not gonna do any prep work you know you're not gonna do these things and and but i promise you bud (laughs) if Uh if if that's the direction you're going they will crucify you and and so we have been you know, very, very fortunate. Uh, to, I have been very fortunate to be involved in a group that, you know, kind of knows the reputation, knows um, what what the intent was with this whole thing. And, and I'll see a funny thing on Facebook, you know, and I'll bring it up that lots of people are talking about. And I'll relay that. I won't say I found this on Facebook. I'll just talk about the subject, right. you know, or right. tell a story about the subject. And I carry a little notepad with me, and I was talking to Will Kazeel uh, when he first uh, we first met, first introduced to him uh, before I'd left Riverbend. We first developed a little bit of a relationship. He's the ops manager up here, and um, so this is my notebook, bud. Every time I see something, I just write a little thing down. And and when you do this, and this what gives this is the fun part of it for me is to know that somehow. I've interacted with someone I've never seen before. And when I'm on, I just always pitch that picture that one person I'm talking to, which by the way, is a 45 year old female. Okay. <laughs> in, case you're, in case you were keeping track. Waka waka. Waka waka. Walk have to be married to her. And I'm not talking about, you know, ripping and reading, right. or I'm not talking about um, stealing lines from late night talk shows, although I do that frequently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because some of, them, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty good. Right. I gotta remember that one. But it's, you're going to win. And, and if no one else in the market's doing it, and, you know, you're going to win. And it's, and it's not about the winning, but it's about the journey is I hope that doesn't sound too cliche because it's not intended to be, but no. it's about, you know, two years down the road, this woman from Missouri walks up and tells you, you know, like the story, this really very powerful story. Right. And that this is how you affected my day. And just even we have a, there's several of us that are involved in this little thing we're doing, 
and um, we have a theory. We we have one goal, and our motto is: if we can get a customer to eye roll, we've won the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. If we can get an eye roll and a sigh, like oh, you know, <laughs> we have we have won the day. It's like a constant. It's a four-hour dad joke. Is basically what it is. Yeah. And so yeah, it's just. Just an well, absolute gas. Let's let's talk about humor just a little bit because you're you're a yeah. pretty funny guy, you know. We we've had a good conversation here. And this is one of the, one of the things that I, I just drives me nuts when uh, I listen to radio sometimes and, and morning radio is mm-hmm. when people aren't being real. And right. uh, they're they're trying to tell a joke with that they don't even think is funny, but they've got this prep service and right. you know we all we've all used the prep services. Mm-hmm. Uh but they either don't know how to present the joke or they don't get the joke themselves, but they're still saying, well, I've got to do this joke uh, and I got to right. do it here because the consultant says I have to have a bit right here. So my right. radio show myself, I only had one set piece that I would do every morning. I called it right. stupid news, but the rest right. of the time it was stuff that I either thought was very interesting or I've personally found humorous are at least uh, at least interesting and never tried to be fake about it. I used to right. uh, used to talk about radio announcers and you'd always hear them when they'd tell a bad joke and they'd go the <laughs> called yeah. it the radio guy laugh or, or sing song or sing song. Here's the punchline. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And yeah, I actually yeah, had yeah. I heard somebody recently do that very thing trying right. to give a punchline, and it took me 15 minutes to figure out what the punchline was because he didn't deliver it good, and then the way he delivered it was over the intro of a song, and the intro of the song was way too loud. So I was, what right. was he trying to do? So I appreciate you you're saying about the relatability yeah. and how it's very important for us to be real on the radio. And the key for guys to do that and to make it work and to make it effective, you know, uh-huh. is that you read the story, then you set it aside. Uh-huh. And if you have to read the story two or three times, and if it's a prep service and you're grabbing the punchline and then you set it aside, uh-huh. you, you, that paper gets flipped over and you tell the story. Right. And, and then you naturally, inherently, it will just naturally cause you to to present the punchline very you know very um whether it's something you came up on your own or just thought of or something that is pre-prepared for you um it just has a tendency to to make it natural make it relatable but it and what we have what this killer automation system which i love by the way Uh i just love what you can do with this oh yeah this new stuff is just tremendous. It's got all the tools to, to do some very, very good things for you, but it's made us lazy. And and I don't say that, you know, but there's people working very, very hard, but in, in it is, it goes back to Mr. I can track a four show, four hour show in 15 minutes guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and if you, if you see something funny at a grocery store, or um, anywhere, you know, whether you're not a lot of funny things happen in the doctor's office, but once in a while, you're <laughs> yeah, blessed. They do, yeah. The heavens open and you're blessed with something funny. Uh-huh. 
and and talk about the funny thing that your child did talk about the funny thing your wife did talk about the funny conversation you had with the checker at the supermarket mm-hmm. you know talk about the time not that this has ever happened that you wanted to see if the grapes were fresh so you pop a couple in your mouth and were practically apprehended by the police department right. for your weekend shopping <laughs> you, know, you can't do that oh i'm sorry i'm gonna buy the whole thing i can mm-hmm. like we can estimate you can charge me for two bags you know and it's like, <laughs> this is the story i'm regaling the listeners with and and they just thought it was a screen uh-huh. and and funny things happen to us every day constantly all day if you'll just look at them from that self-depreciating kind of a thing uh-huh. you know and it's it doesn't have to be a constant diet of that but you know funny funny things are always happening around us and i will promise you they would rather hear and and I would rather relate to a listener that funny thing that happened to me or that funny thing my wife did with wives. You got to be a little careful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, you got to be a little careful. And um, and they would much rather hear about you and the funny thing that happened to you as opposed to. You know, the funny thing that uh, Starlet X did this and here's the pre-written punchline, right. you know, and it, life is funny. And Buford, life is funny. Funny. And it is it is funny every stinking day. And people people remark to me all the time, you certainly live like you act, you know, I watch your life on Facebook or listening to the radio and it seems like you live in a sitcom. And I said, I think I probably do. Mm-hmm. And there are two men outside of my reality taking careful notes in white lab coats named Phil and Lem who are marking my reaction down to every single thing, ridiculous thing that happens to me. But if you can look at it in that frame of mind, particularly with a brutal disease, you know, you can, you know, I have a big orange shirt that says I'm not drunk, I have MS. And so that's kind of the kind of the thing but yeah yeah hope I, that makes sense i'm trying to i hope it makes sense yeah i have a t-shirt now that says i'm not santa claus but i you know i'm his cousin because i'm a big fat guy i got big old white beard and you know, i got there kids go. coming up to me all the time saying hey santa claus no i am his cousin though and that's just mm-hmm. the kind of thing that endear i think it endears people uh to to you and they they say you know this guy realizes what's going on and and I, I love kids. I love talking to kids. And during Christmas time, I just don't want to be Santa Claus, you know? Right, but exactly. I like my big old long beard. But when you talked about, you know, your disease, and I'll, I'll just kind of go back a yeah. little bit. Uh, several years ago here in uh, Logan, uh, I was helping with the American Cancer Society uh, with a fundraiser at the Cash Valley Cruise Inn, which is a huge car show here every year. And I was helping with... Uh, raise money for the cancer society because i had a dear friend who was uh very very ill at the time with breast right. cancer and as i'm doing this i came up with an idea because the beach boys were coming in town and i said well maybe we could auction off some kind of beach boys memorabilia and they agreed graciously to sign a boogie board and we would auction it off during the the cruise in and you know i had to get all kinds of permissions to do that and get everything printed up and during that time, life was going on with me, and I found out I had prostate cancer two weeks right. before this concert. No. So I delayed announcing anything and got permission from the cruise in people because I didn't want to take the buzz out of the room. But 
it was something that I was dealing with that I felt important enough to help raise money for this very dear cause of mine Right. that uh, I announced it from the stage before the Beach Boys concert. And we raised a lot of money that weekend for the American Cancer Society. And, and that's I know, the important thing. That's the important thing. It's something for you know trying to call attention to himself. It's you know he's 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 helping a group of people that desperately need it. That's that's tremendous, sir. That's yeah. tremendous. And uh, Rebecca Cressman, a midday voice at FM 100 in Salt Lake City, she does the same thing. And she just recently got out of the hospital with another major surgery for her cancer. And I I know that uh, our I have a friend that uh, has a husband and wife show in New Mexico and. Their child is very badly autistic, and they uh-huh. use that platform to help other parents with, with, uh, w- with children with autism or special needs. And I think that's, that puts us in a unique perspective as announcers and as people that we can use what little bit of celebrity we have, and we have a little bit, that we can relate to someone saying, you know what, this person – is going through it too. And I can right. go through the same thing. And maybe I can help somebody else who is struggling at this time with a family member who, who is going through cancer or with you, you know, with someone with MS, maybe somebody would talk to you. And I, I appreciate you talking to us so freely about that, man. That is not a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And, mm-hmm. and just one final kind of thought on that, you know, oftentimes, and we see this a lot heavily over the past several years, and I don't want to get into instances or anything like that, but we have, we have issues that need to be resolved in this country. This side, side A, side B, side C, side D, side E. Mm-hmm. Okay. Horrible, terrible things. And I'm not trying to detract from that, but we also have a lot of tremendous things in our lives, Exactly. you know, and we have tragedies that happen to us as as radio guys or media people and i don't care whether you're a professional youtuber or a uh tv guy or radio guy or print guy or whatever it is whatever this media situation that you're involved in the one thing i don't see is attention being called to a problem in a positive manner does that make sense? Exactly. You know what I you know what I mean? Okay, mm-hmm. this is this is the thing and and this is the problem I have. I'm like you, here, here's how you can find help, which I'm a big advocate for here locally. But um it goes back to clickbait. You won't believe this, you know what I mean? Or no, this I'm... tragedy and this is this horrible thing and and we're starting to see from from what what data we do see on on things like this that there may be a slight turn getting made in that i don't know if it'll ever come back to if if you think about how people interacted even 20 years ago Mm -hmm. when there was something they wanted to you know wanted a a horrible thing that they wanted to help facilitate it into um that we, we just did it differently and and we're at that apex where we're going to go one direction with it as personalities, or we're going to go another direction with it as personalities. And I hope it's the other direction we go. Yeah. I would prefer, uh, I prefer could, myself to do the, the, the lighter yeah. side to, you know, life goes on because we're it still does. going to enjoy a beautiful sunset or a beautiful sunrise, a great right. meal, our being time with our family. I prefer to dwell on that instead of the bad stuff. 
Right. And people always said, you know, for years and years and years, never discuss your family. Nobody cares. Don't talk about food. Nobody cares. You know, this kind of stuff. And Facebook taught us a lot. You can yeah. scan down up, but you can get all the show prep you need by just scanning down your Facebook feed. That's true. And here's the taco I made tonight. Here's a mm-hmm. picture of my daughter. Here's, you know, it, it used to be talk about sex and money and scandal. And now it's let's talk about the meatloaf we had. And <sighs> how proud I am. My son learned to play the trumpet and you know, it's just, it's, it's everyday life, man. And yeah, it's cool. I prefer, I prefer uh, that kind of stuff over the, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Me and you both. Yeah. Oh, me and you both brother. Me and you both. Yeah. I just uh, had a friend of mine whose uh, husband uh, in, um, I think they live in Texas now had right. uh, his, his birthday and he loves pineapple upside down cake. Hey, she made him a pineapple upside down cake for his birthday cake. I thought it was great. I liked it and said, happy birthday to Mark, you know, and then you you get the politics and all that mess on there. And I just, I just scroll past it. (laughs) And and that's one thing that we will know. We, we leave that up too. And we have a very, very uh, highly listened to uh, Mm -hmm. talk show hosts, uh, Neil and Julie across the hall from me. And we leave that up to them. Exactly. And one thing we have said is, and to continue, I mean, we'll, we'll poke fun at people, right. National celebrities, political or not, certainly would be that, but nothing's ever done in a derogatory manner and politics just don't enter it, you know? Right. And here's the thing, you know, when you're doing a comedy bit and stuff like that, you know, SmackDown radio is easy. You know, SmackDown personality, that's the easiest thing in the world right. to do. You know, to be negative, that's easy. Um, and there are a lot of teams and that have made millions of dollars doing this. A lot of individual personalities made millions of dollars doing it. And, and what we're seeing now is that, 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 that trending has started to shift as, you know, as horrible as this pandemic has been, it, it has brought people back to local, 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 and they've discovered, you know, we have a little property we go to once, not, not often enough up and on a park, if you're familiar with the area. Right. We were up there last summer, and ah, oh, these out-of-town tourists, and now oh, they're screwing this whole thing up. <laughs> can't can't even get to feed the fish at Big Spring. Ah. Like, what the hell's going on here? Rah, 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 rah. And then I step into the parking lot. It's one A, which is a county play for the state of Idaho, mm-hmm. Ada County. It's two T, which would be Twin Falls County. I can't name all of them. One right. uh, M, which is Madison County. Eight B, Bonneville County. Four B, uh, Bingham County. And I'm like, guys, this is cool. We should be excited about this. Right. You know. And, and people that have discovered home and they've just rediscovered family, I'd like to believe. And they have rediscovered everything that their small local town has to offer or that their big metro has to offer. Right. And they're shopping locally more. And they're just it. And, and here's the thing. They're tuning into local radio in droves yep. like like they, they haven't seen in years. And just just be cool. Don't be. You know, hey, you don't be a liner guy. Anyway. No, no, I hate liner guys. But, you know, there you, you, you know, there you are in, in Idaho, and you've got some beautiful scenery there. Right. Uh, Craters of the Moon, fairly close to you. You've got the right. Idaho Falls right there in downtown Idaho Falls, Idaho. Just a beautiful area. Yellowstone Park's right. not far from you. Island Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Grand Teton Mountains. You know, I lived there for several years. And here in, in Utah, we've got the Great Salt Lake. We've got the you know the huge desert. We've got a in and out burger, in and out burger. Not and, to interrupt, but continue. Yeah, yeah we're getting an in and out burger here in Logan. It's being built right mm. now. I'm so excited. <laughs> but right you have okay, more Applebee's than we do. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, you know, I, I'm, you. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from Tennessee. I love Tennessee. I love Missouri. And I think people, as, as you said, with this, this pandemic, they're maybe looking inward a little bit more and saying, mm-hmm. you know what? We have a lot to offer to myself and to my family within 50 to a hundred miles. And that's where local radio really uh, will, will strive if they can then push this, you know, here we are 50, hundred mile radio radius. We've got all this really cool stuff that people just forget about going to see. It's, it's really an incredible opportunity for us. It really is. You know, we have in, in this particular market, um, in, you know, you start talking and anytime after Memorial Day, you know, it's a gateway to Yellowstone Park. Right. And people fly in, they get rental cars, they punch buttons, they look for something to listen to on the way. Uh-huh. Um, they're driving up out of Salt Lake. You know, we have tens of thousands of people driving up and down I-15 to catch Highway 20. And from Idaho Falls, you're about, I want to say about, not quite two hours into Yellowstone. All right. And uh, 90 minutes into Island Park and then another 30 up over the Continental Divide and drop down into Yellowstone. Right. And we want them to know we're here and we're cool. <laughs> you know, so we just, we want them right there. So Well, you, you, work, you work in radio and I, I just always want to ask, uh, about personal preferences as far as your music list goes. Not not what you play on the radio, but your personal preference, because sometimes that's a little bit different. Mine is as, a, is, is as broad as anyone you will ever meet. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was, when my father passed away, I was given his music collection. Wow. And I've got a lot of 78s, old lead oh, stuff wow. there, singles released on big 33, you know, LP size stuff, weigh about 17 pounds a piece. <laughs> so yesterday, I, I can't even think of um, the name of the song. I was listening to some jazz out of the 30s. Oh, wow. And I like music. Right. And as, as a whole, what do I like? I don't know if I really have a particular format. Top 40 isn't, although I like it, I like certain artists in top 40 currently probably wouldn't be a first. I'm probably doing what I'm doing, classic hits right now. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, and, and this is where it gets into the programming thing and it gets kind of complicated, is we know that music generates an endorphin release. And, and people's playlists are very varied. They're not one particular sound, not one particular genre. They're not one particular thing. And I mean, you're not going to play Johnny Cash out of, you know, into Guns N' Roses. Although the last station launch, we did that. Uh (laughs) And and it was reasonably effective. But um, it it, it is such an endorphin releasing thing that we can, you know, I've, and, and I've had, you know, conversations with ops managers and program directors and different things like that. And they have their way of doing it and they pay me. And so my, my opinion is my, my job there is not to intervene and to raise hate and discontent or engage in coffee shop talk with other radio announcers. Right. I don't care. You know, my job is to execute what they want me to do. Um, but by the same token, there's, this is so scientific now, you know, and we know so much about what music does that, well, this tests well or that tests well or great. If that's your theory, great. I can understand and appreciate it. That's what you've been doing. And, and, but the stuff in the data we've looked at over the past several years has just been 
this song, although it may have hit number one in 1981, okay, or 1986, or yesterday, mm-hmm. for that matter, no longer has an endorsement releasing agent. Does that make sense? It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't correlate now, and so it's 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 a science and it's cool and it's fun and. But back to your original question, because I have a tendency to ramble, in case you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. It. <laughs> but my wife says I tell a story like Picasso paints a picture. You <laughs> stand back and look at the Picasso's picture and have absolutely no idea what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, so it, I, I like everything. I will listen mm-hmm. to classic. I'll listen to top 40. I haven't been as hip, uh, hip on modern country as mm-hmm. of late. Um, but I will listen to Cash. I will listen to the 80s stuff, Garth Brooks, Reba. Brooks and Dunn, fuel things like that. Um, Some urban I like. Um, Unless it gets into language, then I think that's a cop out. That's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. You know, you know, it's just cheap to me. Cheap way to sell a record. Drop the f bomb. We sell records. Um, I've even gotten into. I've even gotten into an appreciation. My battery's about right down my headphone. You can cut that for a bit. Um, Uh is i've even appreciate uh, developed a new appreciation for donna summer and disco of the 70s oh yeah and so but if i were to say probably formatically if i were to pick something on the station well, i'd probably say alternative or i'd just stay classic hits those yeah. are the things i do so well phil moon uh, tell everyone how they could listen to you i'm sure you stream online because i've listened to your station so how can they, they find you, and what time can they find you? Mountain time, uh, just we'll just say mountain time so they can figure out where they're at. <laughs> right on. Uh, I'm at 6 to 10 a.m. mountain time. Um, the station is there on 107.1. We stream on Spotify, believe it or not. Tune in. Uh, you can get us on all the major apps. You can ask Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Arrow 107.1, and it will go out and grab us. We pay Amazon, so it does that. Okay. Um, and then we do stream online at Arrow107.1.com. It's Arrow1071.com, 6 to 10 every morning. And we have fun. And a bunch of us get together, and we have a conversation, and the audience listens in, and it seems to work. And fun is where it's at, guy. I, I appreciate oh, you absolutely. taking time to talking to us. You man. bet. I really do. So, well, any, any final words about uh, Phil Moon? I don't know. You know, I I just feel bad for your listeners because I mean you've had some heavyweights on here. You know, <laughs> no. I think I, you know, I think you had you have Art Rascone and he's in the Persian Gulf and getting shot at. You uh-huh. know, and covering nine one one and. I'm standing out in my backyard petting my golden retriever olive. So <laughs> one of those, one of those things, but yeah. the passion is still there and the work has been done and, and I'm having the time of my life on this run, given the autonomy to do what I want to do. And, but they also know the playbook's pretty strict, right. <laughs> you know? So, so I'm getting the autonomy to do what I want to do when I want to do it and make the changes and do the things we need to do to make it successful. And, yeah. And I think it's going to be that way. And that's Radio Guy Reflections, a podcast about radio and the people behind the microphone. In future podcasts, we'll look at what makes us successful and sometimes a train wreck of a radio show. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. We'll talk with people who started in radio and moved on to success in other fields. Radio Guy Reflections. We'll be back soon with another show about radio 
and the men and women who produce the radio programs you've loved to listen to. Radio Guy Reflections is a production of Dave's Voice Works.